Hey, y'all, raise your glasses. As we sharing this moment in time, let's drink to us. And all the real ones listening while we kick it on wax, let's drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. I was at the club <laughs> one night. One night. That's when I saw Sometime. some. Yeah. She was on a gun to me. She looked kind of yeah. She was okay. <laughs> in my grill. My grill. So I showed my big daddy stick. Big daddy stick. I'm just a dog, don't blame me. A dog, don't blame me. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to we y'all. are available for uh bar mitzvahs, birthdays, divorce parties. Preferably weddings. We can do those too. Book us. Put us in the budget. You feel me? We'll work with you. We, <laughs> we can negotiate. We can negotiate. I like how you started out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be you gotta find the flexible uh sales pitch. You know, mm. it's a saturated market. Mm. Amen to that. Everybody thinks they entertain. That part, but we know our worth and we add tax. Yeah, you know, we gonna make it a lit ass reception. Period. Period, and then you, you know what it is. I have a, I have a, um, I have a preference though. What you mean? When it comes, I want to do Nigerian weddings to perform this little ditty. Man, I just feel like you know they pay better. You know, the, the bag is heavier. You know, have you ever been to a Nigerian wedding? I have. It is very nice. It called me broke. <laughs> That's what it is. It called you broke, friend. I was like, I had to. I had to cash out somebody to get some wars because I was like, I can't be in this thing. You know, I had an, I have an American friend, African American friend, who had a wedding, and she loves Nigerian culture so much. We sprayed her at her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can still do it if you down. You, as long as she didn't twerk, we was good. I can neither confirm nor deny, and she know who I know she the is. Know the elders was a little bit. It was a youthful wedding. She got fun parents. <laughs> Because you know that video where the girl was uh, throwing ass on her day. <clears throat> that is way too much. One thing <clears throat> at a wedding I will never do, like, y'all be doing them performances for y'all men. Hard pass. I'm not, tonight I'm going to dance for you. In the whole corset. Not doing it. Not in front of my, I'm not tonguing my man down in front of I'm just not. There's just certain things I'm just not about to do. So, sorry. Yeah, you know. And then, you know, I understand some of y'all be trying to do, like, the two-phase receptions. What you mean? You know how you have, like, kick all the elders out and stuff like that. You know, that just <laughs> sounds like too much. And a logistical nightmare. Honestly, <laughs> just keep it cute and be freaky at home like everybody else. My Aunt Jackie will be assaulted, like, because she feel, even though she's 53, <laughs> like, she feel. But it's like a thing. It's like, <laughs> keep some stuff for later, you know? But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you know we just had a three-day weekend. We did have a three-day weekend. Oh, my God. We had, I feel like, two back-to-back three-day weekends. Yeah, I mean, honestly, three-day weekends, that Sunday is, like, a special. We have to cherish those more. I feel like on a Sunday fun day for a three-day weekend, you can go way harder and do way more. Be more reckless. Why we pick Martin Luther King Jr. weekend to go to Harden? Why is that? Why, why is that a thing? <laughs> Uh, because we do it for our forefathers. <laughs> Celebrating the freedoms. Doing things that they probably couldn't do. Yeah, we you know go, what I'm saying? So we go ten toes on this day party epicness. See, this is where I draw the line. Like, if you want to have a party on that day, I get it. Why do we have to put MLK Man, Jr. on the flyer? Is, 
And then the statue. Oh my gosh! I get the. I get what they was trying to do. What did you when you first saw the MLK statue? What was your first and second and third interpretation? I didn't know what it was. I saw. I saw it with no uh, context first because it was just on Twitter. Okay. And I was just scrolling and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" But I just kept going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then when I saw the picture, it was supposed to be. I'm like, "Why of all things? <laughs> you could have put a shoulder." <laughs> A lot of things. <laughs> like, could have added more. And what I think, what I don't like about it, <laughs> it was when they put it up with um the baby boy. They had Bing Rames and Ty- Tyrese in the headlock. But for it me. It went, though. It goes. It goes too well. I just don't understand, like, why couldn't they put the sculpture up against a wall to where you only get one view of it? When you put it in the middle where you could be standing to the left, right, Side, back, whatever. Now I look like I'm getting head from this side. Now I look like I'm jacking somebody off on this side. It's just too many sexual innuendos. I, I feel bad for the artists, you know. Um, reason I feel bad for the artists is <laughs> I know he put a lot of work in. Yeah, I mean, he had to. And for you to unveil that shit, because you can't just undo and make changes to the school. No, you can't. Not nothing of that size. <laughs> like, I, I hope what they paid him was sustainable. But the thing is, he made it, and it went through various, I'm sure, hands to be like, is this approved? Is this approved? I don't approved? think there any black people on that board. I disagree. I think there might have been black people that were too old to know what somebody getting ate out looked like from that they side. They were just happy to have something commemorating them. Huh? They was like, they got his name. <clears throat> and they probably pay a lot. And was just focused on that, but it's just like I, no. I feel like we need a black you always need like a black Twitter uh you focus know, group adjacent, like a focus group mm-hmm. on all decisions that tie to black culture. I agree. I can agree with that because it really will help mitigate a lot of stupidity. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying Twitter is the all end all be all, but a lot of times the, the nice contextual like, you know, the, the realistic, the realistic lane with within there's a realistic place within a uh, black Twitter. You know, I know we like the clown. That's true. But that's a place <clears> in there <throat> where dialogue really happens, and we kind of realize like. So I think when they like they, they they play a perfect balance, and that's what makes black Twitter so amazing to me because it's all it's layered dialogue. It's polar. It can be polarizing, but within that polarization is like a sweet spot. Yeah, it could be like. Man, what the fuck? They always dogging black people. And then it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of see. And then in the middle, it's like, they was fucked up. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you kind of get everything. And I'm going to just take this moment to just raise a glass to black Twitter. Let's do it. Y'all brought us through some tough times. Cheers. Amen. You know a time I was thinking about, and it just took me back. Like, oh, the, the world was just so simple back then. When new edition, when the new edition, uh docu-series docu- came out. I wasn't on Twitter then. It was just an amazing time watching it together. Oh. Like, I got cool with this dude in Milwaukee. Only because he would kind of, like, put the side-by-sides of, like, of the, the actors actual. and who they were portraying. And I was, and he was going through, like, every scene. I'm like, he put in real work. And I, man, and I just was like, and he had, like, 82 followers. Oh, Wow. For somebody to go that hard. Oh, how nice is that? <laughs> like, bless his social life. <laughs> I don't think he had much else to do. 
It's not giving. But it was it was an amazing time on on Black Twitter, and that's that's kind of like what brought me to it because I had just got on Twitter around that time. You got on Twitter when? Um, twenty fifteen. See, I got on Twitter in two thousand nine. No, I got on two thousand nine, but I didn't use it until twenty fifteen. What? I, like, you know how you get something and then it just seems like it's too much going on, so you just put it down. And then when you start, I I got it to follow the, the finals. What? When LeBron was in the finals. I got it to follow. such a man. Well, that's really who I got on Twitter because <laughs> I was hearing about all these, like, tweets and stuff, like, players. I'm like, oh, that's where everything is. Yeah. So I went on there to follow. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. You can see mentions and all that. I'm like. I, I feel like, hey, I follow, I mean, follow Twitter. I got on Twitter because it was what people at UT was doing, like, Black UT. Everybody was on Twitter, and it was like a big group chat. It was, and it was like a, it felt like a safe space to talk shit about people I went to school with, and not shit, but like making fun. It was funny, yeah. And so I was like, oh, I wish I could find my tweets from back then. Cause I know I was fucking hilarious, but that's why I joined. And I took a break. I got on GroupMe heavy, and then Instagram a lot. One of my big goals in life is to is to get into my MySpace. I don't even know. What email would you fucking use? That's tough. Like, I just want to see what was going on. Like, <laughs> what, what's your page look like? When I first got to school, I go, I put it, you know how you can put it in zip code? Mm hmm. And just search all the girls. You're childish. You're childish. I was in New Jersey. I'm like, I got to see what's going on out here. You, like, that is so crazy to me. Do you understand, like... I keep forgetting, and you might not recognize this, but for those of you listening, there's an extremely large age gap she is between three years Twan and I. That's like 365 times three. That's a lot of days. So my yeah. young self, I was probably just in... I was, was just in, like in the, sixth grade. You was in like 10th grade. I was not. What? Oh, I'm thinking of Black Planet. I'm those... thinking of Black Planet. <laughs> just kidding. It was some real people that had uh, some experiences on Black Planet, man. I couldn't do it. It took too. It, it, it like honestly, I was outside by by the time Black Planet Black Planet hit. I was making people's profiles for like ten dollars. You know what was the lowest of the lowest? Hmm. Chat line. What chat line? Man, oh my gosh! So it was this. It was this brief moment in time. What people would call these chat lines, and you would make a, you would just basically like after the beep, like, "Hey, it's so and so from so and so." I ain't never heard of that. I ain't never heard of that. Go to Black Twitter and, and put it. <clears throat> when you go home, do do the homework for okay. all our listeners. Put in the chat line back in the day or the throwback, and you just gonna see it, and it's gonna trip you out that people were really on there talking to each other. All audibly. That's like, it was no visual. Just voice? Just all the voices. voice. <laughs> I was like, man, what the fuck is this shit? I never I forget. Know. I was over at home. My homeboy, uh, Crib, doing his birthday. We was all spent the night over there after we uh, left the little teen club. These niggas on there, I'm like, bro, what's the point? Like, what's the purpose? I was like 14. I'm like, what's the purpose? Like, we ain't going to see each other. That is wild to me. I don't get it. I'm that was a low point in my social. I, I knew see. then I didn't want to be... At that point in life, well, that was your pregame before the team club. That was no, that was my my nightcap. <laughs> oh my, my bad, my bad, <laughs> my nightcap. Oh my god, team club was a moment. Yeah, my parents wasn't like that. 
You was a team club? No. You wasn't throwing ass? Hell no. I was throwing ass at the school dances. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's fast. <laughs> if the school was, then was some epic ass, like. You know what I'm saying? Caf- the cafeteria. Yes. The gym for yep. the for the fancy shit. Mm-hmm. That was that was me in the seventh and eighth grade at Atwell. Riding niggas at fucking Niggas was catching the flow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it was it Boys was terrible. With the flow. Who was teaching us that? Shame. Shame, shame, shame. Pretty Ricky. Terrible. You like honestly, I I really can't fault. The youth nowadays, because if we had... <laughs> you, see, I, I told y'all he was old. Because if we had the technology, mm-hmm. damn, that would do the same shit. Damn, like an old man. I know we would, though. <laughs> you know we would. I don't know. Honestly, I would either be getting bullied or bullying. It'd be one of the two. Sitting there, loud, like, think of being able to FaceTime a nigga at 16 years old. That's crazy. I'll be doing it all the time, too. I love my boyfriend. I was 16. Oh, I love my boyfriend so much. That was, like, the highlight of my high school. Niggas have Uber. That part. It's it's way. It's so much freedom. Like, just being able to. You know how hard it was to get a ride back in the day? See, luckily, my mama was the one that was driving. It, she didn't curse. As long as, because to her, if my child is in my car, she's safe. I don't care where we going, what time, as long as she's in my car, but she's safe. But you press for time. You on their schedule still, though. You, That's true. With, with Uber, it's just like, boop, boop. You know what I'm I saying? Know. Like, as long as I got about $30 on that thing, like, shit. I'm good. I'm outside. That's true. Ooh, fast. That's why these niggas ain't ready to drive. Like, my, my brother still don't want to drive. They don't give a, like, they have a method of transportation at all times. I don't even think I realized how Uber affects the... <laughs> desire to drive but i love driving i don't give a fuck but it's people i know people with cars that just don't drive it's like why that's crazy i can't i gotta have me a car i'm a yeah especially like going back to sunday fun day like having a car and being able to burn from the spot whenever i want to i likes that but you have to valet but valet the valet is great when you get in there but leaving that shit is a headache the line you gotta time it perfectly yeah, I feel like that's why I just walked to my fucking car. It's certain behaviors, you know what I'm saying, like that that you must abide by to have a smooth Sunday Funday day. So, like what? First of all, like the me- the pregame prep is is essential. Pause. Are you like? Do you brunch before Sunday Funday? That's what I'm saying. You got to fuel up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, okay. You can't start on it. You everyone know. Can't go outside on the empty stomach. Check. You know what I'm saying? If you want to eat while you start with mimosas, you can do that. But just make sure some protein mm-hmm. is in there mm-hmm. for my vegans, whatever the mushrooms or whatever y'all yeah. got to get on. Oyster mushrooms. Oyster mushrooms. Chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. <laughs> the, you know, the shrinking. Yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no shade. No, I do not come We support from the vegan community. We support the vegan community. We you know, shout faking. out to y'all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, so the you know food brunch is you know essentially some bread. Okay, got to get some bread on mm-hmm. you. And then playlist is essential. Oh, you know the the vibe, the mood. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I like to set it based off the weather. When it's sunny, oh, 
the sun puts the sun in Sunday Funday. Like, yeah. it makes it so much better. I feel like that's when the most shit happens, like, in a good way. That's when I get the wildest. I so, used to. Sorry, I'm I'm transitioning. See, and I feel like you are, you, you are Sunday Funday all pro. <laughs> you know, we in football season. It's the playoffs. What is that? All pro is the highest. That's what <laughs> niggas get contract. They get contract, like, bonuses for making the all pro team. Mm. That means you do it with precision. You are in the elite tier in your group. I'm not good at a lot of things. You are a Sunday fun day professional. I am. I'll say that. You navigate it seamlessly. (laughs) Well, thank you, friend. I try to do a good job. Sundays is like, I just have so much fun on Sunday, I guess, you know? And it just feels like we have so many things to go to. It's like, Party here, party there. This summer specifically, okay, let me go back. Have you ever had a a, a brunch night stand? Do you know no, what that is? I, had, I, I wouldn't say a brunch night stand. It started at brunch, but it was a more like a day party stand. Okay, okay. But in the, it was a fun day It was within the, the realm, the time frame. Okay. So this summer, I had a really, really fun Sunday. Can I tell you about it? Please tell us about it. Okay. <laughs> Three-day weekend, so we setting the stage. Right. Three-day weekend. Whatever. Actually, this was not a three-day weekend. I had to be at work on Monday, so I was big tripping. This is all pro behavior right here. So anyway, I start off at Federales. Shout out to Federales. So I looked real cute because I went to a baby shower before. Shout out to Bird. She has a baby now. Shout out. What was the colors? What what, what colors? I were you had wearing? got this real cute dress from Zara. It was like brown. I was in a brown and orange mode. Seasonal. You know, okay. seasonal sundress. Ass was assing. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the baby shower. I guess my pregame. Right. Boom. Then, so baby shower played is protein. Sure. Protein. Meatball. Drinks. Lots of drinks. I love millennial showers. Stage is being set for epic Sunday. Then I drive to Federales. I go in there. My girls is all in there. Hey, <coughs> it's lit. We're having fun, right? Pleasantry shots. Then I see somebody that I had a one night stand with years ago. We went to college together. How far? Within five years? Yeah, five or four years ago. Okay. Very long time ago. Familiarity is Yeah. There. But it was like one time. That's the homie. So then I see him, and I'm like, holy shit. He at the bar. Me and my girl, like, we don't see him. And he send, he tells the bartenders to give us whatever we want. Again, I love. We know you love that energy. I love that shit. So he buys our drinks, Top Chef Marks. Cool. I'm trying to make sure I don't slip up and say his name. So sorry. Taking my time. Then he's there by himself. And I was like, cool. So me and him, we cool, we kicking it. He complimenting me. He telling me I'm looking good and great. That's foreplay to me. You compliment how I look. We we gonna we okay, we gonna knees quivering. You know what I'm saying? And he fine as fuck. This is feeling like a goddamn Easter Ray production. He is so fine. So <laughs> I was like, damn, I look good. Cool, you look good too. So my friends child is they taking secret pictures of us and shit, cause they dumb. And so they like, <laughs> he's like, what y'all doing next? We go to Harlow. We leave Federales. We all go to Harlow. 
And I don't know where my friends went, but it came. It became just me and this man. Oh, they. Oh man, they 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 knew what it was. And I'm okay with. They that. sensed the chemistry. I didn't feel left at all. So we doing what we doing. He buying drinks. We drinking. We look so cute. <laughs> and then we leave there and we go to off the record. That's your spot. That's my. Oh shit. my gosh, this is a perfect execution by my boy. So we go to off the record. Then we Uber. Make it to work. And and have a productive weekend. Okay, so you know, post that situation. What's going on with you and uh, your your date your date party uh, escapade mates? That guy, he's gone. Oh, he's that guy now. He gone, and he got my fucking necklace. I need my jewelry back, sir. If you listening, how, wait. How did he get your necklace? I had took my necklace off. Mm-hmm. You know, you finna get in the bed, you take your jewelry off and shit. So you gotta get. So you gotta go for one more run. That's what I thought, but like. I think he moved to Houston or something. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. You know, I've exited situationships. I don't really want it. He could keep the fucking necklace. I buy my own. Oh, my gosh. You know, but that was like the tales a of, brunch night thing. The tales of Sydney. The that of Sydney. was a highlight for me. Sorry to my friends. This was an epic-ass Sunday in your eyes, huh? I kind of want to go back. That was, mm, yeah. You have flashbacks he over was here. doing a I good job. The, I see the... The twinkle in eye. He did a really good job. But God yeah. damn. But yeah, man. I, I love three day weekends. <coughs> I love I used to love my sex paid Sundays, but I'm a more tame and saved person these days. I mean, honestly, the the best thing you can do for a Sunday fun day though is if you can make it home by and be by say ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, you got something set up. This is how I feel. If you're in a relationship, you got something ready for you. That's how it should be. That'll be the, like, just um, as long as you don't end the night alone, that is an epic-ass Sunday. Now, see, I dif- I disagree. I don't mind ending my Sunday by myself because I don't got to wake up Monday like, fuck, you know? But I move that. We move Sunday fun days to Saturday. Like wow. I- because it's too much pressure to like do all the things and then Monday I gotta like go into work and be productive. I go to work Mondays. I don't think you realize like most of the Sunday fun day crowd, they know you have to warm up. Like, gotta think Saturday, I don't even wanna do shit. I wake up, take my time. I don't really be wanting to move Saturday. But Sunday, the day before work, you get active. That's backwards. You've been conditioned that way, my brother. Monday, to the Monday is normally like you ever notice people don't really set a lot of meetings for Mondays. Not in my job, we meet Monday ten every Monday. I mean, ten o'clock is doable. Mm-mm. Not after my Sunday. I would prefer to go real <laughs> hard on Saturday, so Sunday I can do my errands. Reverse that shit. I'm entering my soft girl era, and I moved that Saturday fun day is a thing. That sounds sounds very like it sounds like you're trying to hang up the Sunday fun day uh all pro. I'm just trying to transition the day of the week, brother. Is that too much to ask? I think Cindy's becoming washed. Oh my gosh! But yeah, you know, on the better topic, (laughs) because you know, mortality is real. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like my knees hurt for nothing now. I I I went to bed last night with uh, ice on my knee. What? I don't know. My my joints is killing me. Oh my goodness! And it's scary. That's when you crazy. You wake up to pains that just you didn't. I didn't do anything active. I didn't do anything. Like you was just walking. 
Just well, went to the Mavs game last night. Those seats are very small. <laughs> and I'm not the tallest dude in the world, yeah. but, you know, I was in there, and it felt like by the third quarter, I had to stand up. I'm like, oh, my God. Do you work out? So my girl, go, I've been trying to go with her a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But. I had to work out my whole damn life. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I forgot you was I'm just tired athlete. of this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's why you're, if I could diagnose you, because I'm a doctor. Yeah, you know, Dr. Chandler. Yes, thank you. I think that if you were to increase your productivity in the gym, your joints would realize that they need to cool the fuck down. <sighs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, I'm just n- nigga out here, you know, going going through real world shit, you know? I think really what it is, I think what's aging me is working remotely. Speak on it. Um, Because I I don't really, I have a real need to like be real active during the week Mm. and I'm still productive. Okay. Because I had a routine before, you know, I had, I started working from home. Okay. You know, it's easier to just go straight to the gym or. It's easier to to be more social because you're outside already. Right. But also you keep yourself up better because you have somewhere to go every day. That's a good point. That's a good point. So presentation is key at that point. But now, you know, like what I put on is what I put on. You know what I'm saying? If I put something on. And you 100% remote? I've been remote for the last three years. So my job, it's so fun that you say this, and this is not on the docket to be discussed, but we're going to just talk about it for five seconds. My job is we are revisiting the work from home conversation. And some people are saying no more work from home, period. Some people are saying you get to work from home two days a month. And fuck that. Like, (laughs) honestly, like, I work from home two days a week. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my freedom to be ripped away. Is there there a drop-off? What do you mean? You know, is there ever a drop off when people work remotely? I don't know what drop off means. Like as far as productivity. Um So that's my question. My question is, is the current model affecting our productivity at work? If it is, let's address the lack of productivity at the root. I'm more productive working from home. Really? Because I I've set it up like this. You kinda work at your own pace and your own schedule when you work from home. You know what I mean? Like they allow you to make a block of time, mm-hmm. segment your day, go three hours hard. So you actually get to the root of how much time you need to be productive in your job. We really found out that we don't need need a 40-hour week. That's what I'm saying, but it's like I can't say that what they're going to do, cut my hours, you know what I'm saying? It's like give me my salary for my 40, you know what I'm saying? But don't don't rob my freedom. I'm socially awkward now. Really? Because... You know, not working in office, you kind of lose, like, a big part of your social a- aspect. I get that. As an adult. Well, like, I think if, if you really want to be social, you just have to find that social thing in other activities. But it'll provide a balance. Because you had, like, a professional social life, and then you had an After outside work, I'm going life. here, here, exactly. here. Exactly. So it, it allowed you to be more layered in your conversation. The interest varied because work with people from all different backgrounds that are outside your social circle. So you kind of like, kind of like understand people in a different, in a, in a different level now. Like now I, I don't have patience for things that are outside my interest. <laughs> Cause I don't have to deal with anything right. outside my interest now. Yeah. I don't have to schmooze. 
I don't have to act like I'm interested in what your That's kids did this weekend because mm-hmm. I'm at home. I can mute you. Yeah, and mute. Yeah, mute you. Turn my camera off. You know what I'm saying? So I could just so we in our team meetings. I don't, I'm I, you know I've checked out. We didn't went over everything administratively. You know, I get back to what I was doing, and I just put that shit on silent, and they, and I'm just seeing them doing this on the camera. <laughs> I don't have to hear what's going on. Yeah. So I don't take in as much stuff outside. I feel like you, I feel like, and people who work from home can let us know, but I feel like it increases, like, happiness working from home. Because, like, for that very reason, like, I get to I get to not be around you guys if I don't want to for at least twice a week. And not because y'all are bad people. Like, I love my coworkers. They're like my family. Mm-hmm. But because they're also like my family, you kind of got to take two steps back sometimes because there's so much love and emotion there. I just need, like, a – let me take a beat. Do you find yourself having to, like – and I don't want to pivot too much off of this, but I'm just going to say this. We learn how to, like – have to. you have to put up a wall, ever, you know, when it comes to your social setting between your – your coworkers and like your outside social life. No, but I'm a unique case. Like my job is in is in it connected. You know yeah, and I'm a, the type of I'm an oversharer, and I'm very like who I am right here in this chair is who I am at work. See, I can't do that in, in my in my field. But you don't work for a 34 year old black man. So, I, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I think what it is like that is you almost have to code switch in a way, not really like you know. Like audibly, mm-hmm. but more about like you have to kind of water down your, your I ways. get that. No, absolutely. I mean, I worked in corporate before, and when I was there, I definitely felt that code switching vibe, and it was it was tough. You know what I'm saying? They have to do all the time. Now I can go a long time without seeing somebody that's not black. Like 99 percent of our people at work are black. And young. So your life is an HBCU. Yes. <laughs> like, and while I went to a PWI, I get my HBCU experience every day. <laughs> shout out to Paul Cliff. Shout out to Paul Cliff. I love my job. Man, Donate. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? Hmm. We was talking. Can I have some more tequila? I'm yeah. about to down this. Just FYI. I, I told you, if you was able to finish that drink this episode... I'm not going to judge you, though. Here you go. I'll pull myself up when I'm done. Shout out to Herodur. Shout out. <laughs> but, uh, so, I was, like, I was watching, I was watching television this past week. hmm And uh, it was an old classic. You know, and I was just thinking to myself, damn, we watch some toxic-ass television, toxic-ass movies mm-hmm. that we deem as classics. Like in like the nineties or two thousand, okay. The whole little era mm-hmm. of of black film. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it set the stage for where we are now. You know what I mean? Speak on it. I, I, for instance, I was watching Baby Boy. You must have been on BET, chair. No, honestly, yeah. like, shit, Tubi got all the classics. I'm about to get Tubi, side note, but keep going. Tubi, shout out to Tubi. You know, a sponsorship would be very appropriate because I give you some hella fire commercials. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Do a practice commercial right now, go. <laughs> You'll find yourself at home with a nice dip. Looking for entertainment that you both can laugh with. 
Well, come on over to Tubi. Yeah. For $1.99. Skip all the commercials and get straight to the point. T-U-B. I. <laughs> Let it end the night. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Because what you doing. Tubi, you heard that. I'm saying that that's Call what Tubi us. is good for. Call us Tubi. When you got when you when you at home with your significant other or your or your dip, and you looking for something good that y'all can laugh over, yeah. can relate over, mm. or a new low budget film that's classic, and you and you find yourself watching it, maybe a blunt, <laughs> maybe a backwood, yeah, okay, maybe some chips. It sounds real personal. Whatever this might be, yeah. Tubi got it. I like from that. From the shows, from the movies, from the documentaries. They got it all. They got it all. For $1.99. $1.99. So you was watching Baby Boy on this, on this I don't know magical why I Baby streaming Boy. app. I really don't know why I was watching Baby Boy. What was like the most, What? give me the first like toxic thing that, that caught your eye. It was just the way like, I'm getting my feminist bag here. Oh shit. It was, it was the way pretty much like, Yvette really had no real leverage in her relationship, even though she should have had it all. Mm. She didn't know how to... Her vagina management was off. Yeah, she struggled with knowing her worth. She struggled with knowing her worth, you know what I mean? And I think... And then to hear the mother, if you kind of hear Jody's mother's advice to her... Mm -hmm. It just kind of told her to like muscle through it, cause that's what she did. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's like, and it's this ever changing like cycle of broken men loving on broken women, and navigating broken relationships, and try to hopefully make it to where we mature and we still together. Mm. I feel like with Baby Boy, I I just can't have no nigga. No unemployed nigga taking my car. Because where the fuck you going? He was a hustler. I mean, I get it, but, like, where you going? <laughs> like, did your bike not go to that direction? Like, why you need my car? Man, it's just... But he trick, did he trick it out? And, like, he got the tent put, put on there? He put some tins on there. Oh, okay. he, he put them datings on Cause there. Because she was really, really needing that. <laughs> he knew what he was going to be flipping. That's how you do This nigga drove her car more than she did. And just was out seeing bitches. I mean, come on, like. And then if you look, if you ever been able to watch the deleted scenes, he was mm-hmm. still fucking. You real hit. black. <laughs> I used to have it on DVD. Oh, black black. <laughs> okay. He was fucking. He was fucking the egg. I mean, uh, the the, the baby uh, mama? other baby mama, Peanut. Yeah. So we didn't know nothing about pH balance in the early two thousands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> just dipping all over goddamn South, South LA. You know what I'm saying? And leaving the empty, leaving the condom box in the back seat with. Come on, like poor dick management, just all over the place. You poor know, poor genital saying? management. You know, uh, he ended up going over the coworker crib. That is a that is a a huge red flag. Period. Like you never make you never embarrass your girl if you outside. But what do you think it was that made her take him back? She didn't think she had any rap value. Mm. Yvette was someone that I felt like couldn't say no. She still had to uh, allow Rodney to call. Yeah. Why are you letting and them niggas stay and kick out, kick down my friend Ford? <laughs> Snoop was a hell of. He was a top ten worst villain in black music, black movie he, uh, he was history. Fucked up. He was a fucked up individual. <laughs> I 
I'm thinking about the phone call him and Jody had. <laughs> Ain't your daddy punk? <laughs> I like it. That was hilarious. That was so funny. But yeah, that was very toxic. I think another toxic one though. I'm gonna say toxic. Okay, for me, waiting to exhale. He's a good man. He's a. And mamas be doing that. Like, mamas really, like, let's take a second. Mamas, they want their daughters to, like, really, like, start a family and do all these things to where we're settling for, like, the all-state man? Like, with a child, a baby, and, I mean, a one on a way? Mama said, hey, as long, if you get side-eyed, so what? You get the ring. She said, well, mama, if he's so great, why don't you fucking marry him then? She probably would. Mama would have busted open for him. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was, Savannah, she didn't have a good picker. First of all, that was dirty pimping. Agreed. I'm going to tell you why it was dirty pimping, bro, Mm -hmm. on his behalf. You never go around the chick to go to her mama. That's a weakness. You you finding a weakness there, bro. And how rude. Man, could you imagine? I think about that. I cannot. That's manipulation. You know what? You ever saw a crickling? You remember when old boy stitched to her mama? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about, and she called me. She said, my mama, you know, you remember that, that part? <laughs> oh, no. That's what he gave me. That's what he was giving? <laughs> That's what he was giving. You know, just talk to, you know, I'm going through things in my marriage. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, because her, I can't get her off my mind, so I can't be here completely for my family. And it's like, whose spot is that? I'm in a bad spot. You know, I, I just need her to give me some time. The mama you know? is like, okay. Just put it on her mind, you know what I'm saying? You good over there? You need anything? That's sick. <laughs> That's sick. That's very sick. Talk about toxic. Mama over there just, I'm going to do and see what I can do. That's like, girl. <laughs> you What? Like, that's so dumb. Like, that's toxic as fuck. Man, that's, to- like, that's the type of shit we was watching, though. But even, like, what's her name? Layla Rashawn character. Oh man, I, a lot of women can relate to her. I too. It's always that one nigga. But it's like I wish I had a nigga that was fine like fucking Leon. <clears throat> but no, I don't. Either way, it's not about that. <laughs> I it was her dating the um. Can you say fat these days? I don't know. She was dating a fat man. She, hey, but she was trying her hardest. To That's not me. Be I feel like. I'll give somebody a fair shot if they're really nice to me. And, like, it's like, damn, like, I can see myself with you. He talking about Aspen. He talking about getting you, get you whatever you, you want. Just tell me, what do you want? It's like, that's all I got to do is utter the mere words. <laughs> but she just yeah. do it. <laughs> but then this fucking bastard come on, like. how you... he knew all your spots. Nah, you know, yeah. He know, he know everything that's, that's, that's weak about you. You know what I'm saying? He know how to get to you. And that's it's just, always that one. I I yeah, I, I have given a, a a fatter man a chance. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't end up single. And he was the most manipulative person that I've dated in Big my life. Big niggas get pussy too? I get they get pussy, but like why you gotta like play with me? Like, that's I, dumb. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. How can I say this without coming off like a podcast nigga? Yikes. I think a lot of men realize if they've been at a point in their time where they have they have options. Mm-hmm. Some dudes can't 
give up those options. And, and so the thing about it is you do shit that you wouldn't normally do out of your character because you don't want to leave anything, no, any stone unturned. The reason I say that is how many times have you seen a dude who you know has no interest there? But you wouldn't, like, what I mean is you know y'all not taking each other seriously. Mm-hmm. But he just feels like, oh, boom, she just came across. I didn't have a flashback about her. Let me see what she doing. Y'all ain't talked in four months, but it's like, oh, let me double back. Oh, you see him out. You ain't never, you wouldn't even think about him, but I saw how she was looking good. Boom, let me come back and do the same shit over and over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's like dudes do that shit because it the time and the options are allowed. Yeah, I mean, it is 10 to 1 out there. It's one man for every 10 women. And so dudes understand that That's until I'm game. regular, how many dudes, and, and a lot of, it's almost like some revenge of the nerd shit. Hmm. Because the biggest hoes are black professional men. Well, that Niggas sucks because that's my type. The reason I say that, that's <laughs> everybody type. Oh, God. It's to eat because you are in the perfect balance of a nigga. So they were, I don't know, it's a game, that's an unwinnable game. You just got to wait for the nigga to hang his jersey up. It's all about timing. Sometimes, you know, you just got to meet one coming out of his 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 phoenix mm. of whoredom. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to be ready to connect and he's going to be ready to meet you at the altar. Oh, joy. You know what I'm saying? And it's about timing. It's That's a sweet annoying. spot. And it ain't about ages. It's just when you get tired. You get tired of day party pimping. You get tired of yeah. having to navigate, make sure, you know, watch the corner, make sure you don't run into nobody, you ghost it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that, that navigating, that's a headache. But you got to have a lot of stamina. Mm. You got to have capacity. Time management is key. When you hoeing? When you in, <laughs> goes back to our 90s and the 2000s. Boomerang, you know, that's my favorite movie. We know, it taught you everything you need to know. But what I'm saying is, that was the first time you really saw the lifestyle of a dude who had a regular but successful job. And my favorite part of Boomerang is when it boomeranged in his fucking face. It boomeranged in his face, but the lifestyle was, was immaculate. It was. And so, unfortunately, if you... If you go for that lifestyle, options are going to be put in front of you the same way. So even if you're not looking for it, they're going to present themselves in your trajectory to success. That's annoying. So even if you go to school, do everything in the right way, you focus, putting it all together, you don't have options. Mm. So dudes realize that, but women have the same options. I beg your pardon? I'm not saying options meaning like settling down, but women have a lot of leverage if you just got to use it. What's our leverage? So, I mean, the thing is, you look at Lori Harvey. Okay. You know, um, I think her currency is her discretion, her entry, her mystique. I I can definitely see that. I mean, I didn't hear her talk for the first time until... When she was being interviewed by Adrian Bailon. That's mystery there. That's real. And I think a lot of times the the, the low-key chick, sometimes it's not about dim your light. It's more about the, the, the idea of there are so many women 
that are understated. I'm not trying to be. It's just like look at Dallas. It's um it's an amazing number of black women here. Mm-hmm. Every way, every every complexion, every 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 personality. Mm-hmm. You know, every lifestyle. And I look at it this way as though there are just some that stand out and it has nothing to do with looks. It's just a mystique. It's just like some dudes to some women are like mysterious. <laughs> and I, and I, the reason I say that is with Lori Harvey, I think that's the what make that's her currency. That's what makes dudes do shit like Damson did and say, fuck my associate. <laughs> ain't no such thing as friends said, if we ain't been broke together then I mean are we really friends I think that's really what makes her stand out to a lot of people because she doesn't give a lot That's I, I can see that I can see that I think I, I don't take issue with it I just it's a hard concept to grasp because I don't that's not who I am you don't have to be that I'm just saying like that's her currency I feel is to it's like what makes people like Oh, like what is it about her that that makes dudes gravitate to her? That make women fuck with her? You know, because because I don't give you anything to really hate me because I don't say anything stupid. I don't I don't put my foot in my mouth. But why is everybody hating on her? Men specifically, like I think men it's because are like upset. It, it comes to leverage. Some dudes do not want to give up leverage. Have you heard this thing called passport bros? I saw the hashtag, but I didn't I didn't dive into it. What is it? Lame shit ever. Okay, let's break it down. All right. So there are a sector of men, unfortunately, a lot of black men are in this sector. Of course. That don't believe Western civilization, a.k.a. American women, are able to be subservient, to be submissive. And so they go to these remote islands, not remote islands, but like Central American islands and Asian uh, Asian countries where women are more submissive and subservient. And they just have these perverted trips, and they try to just tap as many goddamn likes and, and have endeavors with as many women of those countries. So they having sex with prostitutes? They like to be able to deal with submissive women. Because cause what's submissive? It's submissive. Like over there, women rubbing your feet, just there for, like, your sexual pleasures. Like... So I haven't seen this passport bros thing, and I'm kind of drunk. So whatever I say, you can't hold it against me. No, it's the craziest shit ever, and it just lets me know some men just do not like dealing with a woman with leverage, and that's the. It's really a, it's a lot of times if you can't navigate a woman that has an opinion, that just lets me know you, you're, you're not you're not at that caliber of maturity yet, you know, mm-hmm. for a relationship because relationships require dialogue. So what these men are to me are failing to realize is that these women are doing this, but they're not doing it for fucking free, are they? Because it's not from yeah, it's the niggas that I know. Pennies on the dollars at a lot of these places. You said say it again. It's pennies on the dollars at a lot of these places because these dudes don't want. Think of like dudes how they how they, you know, the dudes who complain about the two hundred dollar dates and courting a woman and all that shit. That these these are those quintessential passport bros. What I want them to say is that my, I'm gonna make up a name. I don't know these men, but let's say they're Derek. Hi, my name is Derek, and I support the sex worker community. And that's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's great. Like, some, like we have to invest in that so that, you know, it, it, it's great. But shots. say that. You know what I'm saying? Don't say, 
passport bros. No, 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 no. It's a real hashtag. That's not what it is. You are a supporter of sex sex workers, in which case I commend you. (laughs) But you trying to ostracize one type of woman based off of a false sense that's of the base of the subservience that's the base of that thing is the western civilization women are not the way can they spell go. civilization how many eyes <laughs> in it how many fucking eyes is in civilization passport bros <laughs> that's what i want to know <laughs> yeah. i just know i'm just like what the fuck am i looking at it, like so the reason i say that because that like the head honcho of this shit the dude that kind of started the wave is he the black man don't cheat man <laughs> no oh he's in brazil right now he you know he was trying to get everybody to move over there talk about it's the wave the women move over here to move <laughs> he, he been over there like three months like because i didn't went down <laughs> a deep dive like what is going on here He's been branded all. He's been plastered all over the, the news, the streets, everywhere as a sexual predator. And so his, he feels like his life is in danger in Brazil right now. So he making videos in front of his. Vi- hey, you know, I don't think they understand. Is like this isn't. I'm not a. I'm not. This isn't predatorial. Yes, and like he he's is. trying to explain himself. Did he go over there to read more books? Or did he go over there to have more sex? Which it's one? The craziest case, shit ever. This nigga over there is predator. He is scared for his life over there in Brazil. It sucks to suck, man. You know what I'm so saying? I'm saying like, all that to say, dudes, understand leverage is a two-way street. I don't think that smart, opinionated women should intimidate y'all. But I don't guess it does. Don't join passport, bros. Now, the next date I go on, because I'm going to go on a date. don't know when, but I'm speaking it. I'm going to say, have you heard of the Passport Brothers? Them the same dudes that, that like, that be in the comments going back and forth with chicks in, in the shade room. It's just nasty Them work. the niggas that come pop out their head when 50-50 conversations come up. That part. <laughs> I don't take no girl on no expensive day. I'm trying to buy property. It's like, <laughs> can't you do both? <laughs> like, Go what? buy a duplex, nigga. You can't do both of those? Like, but, now, but okay. <laughs> so, but I what I wanted to say, and I know we had kind of got sidetracked, but I, I think that one of the most toxic movies I ever remember watching was Thin Line Between Love and Hate. I got a crush on Martin, so yeah. And we always ask ourselves, who was in the wrong? Is that even a question now? I, but at one point in time, it was. You got to think back in the day, the narrative was... Brandy was crazy as shit. What the fuck is wrong with her? How the hell is she still living? Kill that bitch. <laughs> you remember when you first watched it, you was like, Virginia King, kill that bitch. She was the antagonist. <laughs> like, For sure. And then we kind of think about it. It's the same thing with Terry and Soul Food. Explain. Terry got manipulated and used up and, and abused financially by her family. What a family. And had to make so many sacrifices for the family. Had to watch a nigga she was fucking first marry and live this this, this great married life with well, her, her sister. sister. Only for, for the, the cousin <laughs> to double back. And fuck her husband. And family she didn't have no husband. therapy. Nobody mentioned therapy. She ain't lay on the couch. <laughs> she was just the family and bitch. Did they looked at her crazy as hell when she pulled the knife and say the family fucked my family. My my husband. Mm-hmm. But you had to understand, there's a breaking point coming. That's a good You broke that down beautifully, friend. And so I honestly think that we didn't realize it until we start going to therapy as a community. <laughs> yeah. 
We need to put our arms around the Terry's of Let's the family. Put our, yes. Because a lot of our generation is now the Terry. Yeah, I mean, for real. We talked about the financial freedom that our generation is coming upon as a whole. Being the breadwinners last episode, some of us are in that position of having to cover so many bases. Yeah. Don't allow yourself to be the Terry of your family. Mm, avoid that. Avoid it, but sometimes we become placed in that role. You remember we was talking about our social settings sometimes confine us to a role that we have to kind of play along? Yeah. Whether that be our familial uh, background or our social friends uh, set up. So it's like well, once you're the person that had that was the accountable one, that proved yourself of being able to be a problem solver, mm-hmm. being able to have the resources to fix things, you're going to be leaned on. Yeah. And Terry had to be that person to just smile through it while still maintaining her ability and capacity to to be the earner. That part, as of as the firstborn, and also the firstborn daughter, the oldest of two. I get that. I mean, I ain't never, my brother ain't never wronged me the way the Joseph sisters have wronged Terry. Oh my gosh. But it's just, it's one of those things like you're the default kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we going out of town sitting, go watch over the house. If we doing so and so and so sitting, da 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 da. And it just. They made Faye go home with her because she had the most space. <laughs> right. This big ass house, big mama living right here. Everybody in the Uncle Pete. Ain't nobody up there sitting on a fucking gold mine. So with money in the TV. That's another. That's another conversation in itself. When 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 Big Mama passed and the shit we, when the money has yes. to be divided. I didn't see families break it fracture. But yeah, uh, it's crazy to me. Like watching that movie in hindsight, it's it's very strange. Or a thin line between love and hate, and like she she let him know, in the back of that car. Don't play with me. And Let me know if you real. I do that same she thing. She gave him an out. He Niggas could've... love that. They they like they think it's they think it's for play. They think you playing. Now her execution of her her get back was a little bit it was flawed. Was it? But first of all, the the setup was back to dry. I still gotta take that dry to Malibu at some it point. It was nice, right? Like shit. I like I I gotta make that take that same route yeah. one day, yeah. you know, with the top down. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself, bro, you dropped the ball with that one. Dog. He didn't have to. I love you. Come on, bro. Because, like, yeah, bro, all you had to do was just be honest, be upfront, bro. Me and her hunters. It's a conquest thing. It's, that's when he saw it. her in the club, it was all about capturing and and, and conquering because that's a big fish in his eyes. He knew she was different. He knew yeah. she was upper echelon. And he knew he ain't want shit. Some niggas just do this shit for status. Dudes do the same group of shit women do, and just in a different way. I beg your pardon? Like, dudes love being able to date a woman that's heavy. But, like, for what, though? Because. How can I put it like this? Um, By association. Because based off the caliber of women you date, some men feel, some men feel like it legitimizes them as a man. Because if I'm not, if you gotta, you gotta think when your significant other goes back and look at your ex, what will it say? Luckily, I only have two. But that's a big thing in a lot of people's eyes. Or yeah. what are you attached to? Yeah, man or woman? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so a lot of people, <clears throat> that's a key thing. So you find out though, 
we fall victim to the same place no matter what our demographic, our social sector is, our uh, paychecks look like. We go through the same shit. No matter the tier women you deal with, it's the, at the end of the day, emotions are emotions. That's Triggers true. are the same. I just, I don't know. I just feel like if you know you're not about that, if you know you're not about what I'm claiming to be about, then don't be about me because it's going to save you. This, um, I have never gotten cheated on before that I know of. Well, you never have to do no security. I have made a scene. Oh, so, so I mean, I've gotten caught cheating. And My Lord. It's a sad, sad moment. It's a helpless moment. <laughs> it's a helpless moment. I was sitting there comfortable, too. With the other person? With the other person. I, I tried to be slick. You know, a quick story. I thought I had set up the play perfect. You know what I'm saying? We were in the, you know, I'm not going to make no excuses. So I ain't about to say what I was about to say. I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. <laughs> like, That's what accountability looks like. Accountability. You know what I'm saying? And so she cooked Sunday dinner for me. Sunday. Ryan, my girlfriend. You know? Girl A or B. Okay. Girl my girlfriend. A. Gotcha. So I'm over there watching the game. LeBron was playing the Rockets. Remember the day it was snow on the ground? I remember the day like it was yesterday. Not snow on the ground. I lied to my mom. Rest in peace to her. Damn. I said I had to go help her. Uh, so my escape plan was I, I got to go help my mom get a dresser out the, out the car. Okay. But we had common denominators as far as my mom and her and her family, so... We played it so cool. But you know women's intuition. Damn, it's a bitch. Come to find out, I'm going to tell you, it's going to fuck you up at the end. So <laughs> I eat. She cooked, like, soul food, like, roast, everything. Like, one of them, them get slumped. Oh, let me get up before I get comfortable. I yeah. had to pull one of them moves. Get out of that kisser. Mm, I love you, boo. Take a plate to go. Love. This is toxicity. This is the type of shit we we were watching on these movies. Yeah, thank and you. On for these shows. It. Thinking this shit was cool. Like this is just a part of this is a rite of passage for every man. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're thinking. And then what happened, Marcus Graham? So I, I go home, you know, I'm riding, you know, I'm pull up, you know what I'm saying? I'll be home in 20, you know. <laughs> Come in, you know, take a quick <laughs> Watch the old one off of you. I ain't do nothing. I didn't double dip. I I was not. She was. I did not double dip. I'm not that goddamn tragic. You know what I'm saying? And so I come in here, Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, we we get that get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I would have rather her watch us fucking. I mean, walk in on us fucking than how she walked in on us. Because. It, it was windy. You know, it gets windy and shit when it's cold outside. Uh-huh. And she's like, Shh. So I'm here in the wind, but I got a back door to my apartment, and it's like a back entrance, like the, like a stairway. Uh-huh. So she was like, and I didn't realize I left the door open. But no, but the same key that works in my front door, At the but back. I, I would lock the top lock on my On front, the front. front door because she had a key. I didn't know my back door. So she was like, you hear something? Like, no, what are you talking about? She got her feet in my lap. No, y'all just laid up. I'm rubbing all the feet and shit. We watch it real hot. It's, it's like she ain't been here 20 minutes. No. Boom, coming out the kitchen is my girlfriend. 
trench coat, some pink mm-hmm. pants. I remember, I remember that I got the visual, some pink sweatpants. It was like, and I would, I would have rather her just go off on me. She just was silent. I just needed to see it for myself. Damn. I was going to leave a note. I was going to leave this note on your car, but I knew the bitch was in here. I can't even get mad at her. She played it so smooth. And I'm, you know how I dig it. Hey, but this oh, ain't what, what you. What could you possibly have said? You know, a nigga just feel Anything. like, it's like, man, no, I don't, I, it ain't, like, we, we just, it ain't even like that. Oh, my God. Man. And so the chick. Like she, you know, I didn't told her, you know, we going through a rough patch. We ain't really, I ain't in no relationship. So now she leave too, you know what I'm saying? But to her, to her, <laughs> her, uh, to her credit, she waited about thirty minutes to leave because you never know. If she had yeah, absolutely. Like, make sure the coach what was clear. she doing on the cat? She was she frozen? Ah, just buck. Just oh shit, because you gotta be, you gotta be aware. You don't know how the response right. gonna be. Yeah, you don't know who. The antagonist is right now. Like, is he go? Is she gonna jump at him? You never know. Yeah, she coming for you. Right. So uh, she just there. She ain't. She ain't make a move. Just frozen. I respect her silence. And because like, what can you say? That part. The nigga. For, well, bitches get bold. So, so I go in the restroom. Yeah. I'm like, hey, he's like crying. So now when the tears come, I, I feel like the most ain't shit nigga ever in the world. Good. You know how she caught me though. How. It's the coldest shit. Shout out to black women because y'all some cold motherfuckers. <laughs> she had, I had came home, came over her house one day drunk after the club. Phone just going off. She opened the goddamn phone and just had my phone all night. See everything. Kept it for like six weeks. What? Sat on it. Didn't change shit. Diabolical. When I tell you the fuck, it was surgical. Oh my gosh. It was surgical. Nigga never she caught me slipping, like flat footed, like And she kept it for six kept weeks. Kept it for six weeks. I told you she cooked the fucking soul food meal for me. Kiss me. Love you. So did she did she have a feeling that you were lying about the dresser? She called to um her stepmom who knew my my mom. You say you talked to someone? Uh-huh. Yeah, she you so you know, she I just talked to her. Oh, so she ain't coming today. What? Surgical. Wow. Tom Brady shit. Hey, I got it. It's some Call of Duty shit. You know how that, a nigga do the sneak attack? I Boom. Know, this lady, Came through back door. Good job. Like the fucking FBI. Good job. And didn't lose her top. Just had to catch me. Dang. She did, but she pulled an event. What'd she do? Took me back. Oh, hell no. Comes back to the toxicity of the God 90s and 2000s. Damn, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, I really, that, <laughs> the, that, that's the real plot twist. That The main topic was what we saw is what we live. My third eye is not pleased. Ooh. But didn't I just take you on the same, like, roller coaster those movies did? That's crazy. I, I just took you on the same roller coaster. No, I oof. That I've never been cheated on. Um, uh, again, to my knowledge. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for anybody who cheated me behind my back. Because I can say this comfortably. I've never been cheated on. And I appreciate that. But I do I feel the girls who have been. Now one time I was at the Margarita Ball, obviously here in Dallas. 
And me and my boyfriend had so much fun. Like, we had so much fun. <laughs> and at the end of the night, I couldn't find him. And it was me and my, my best friend, Brittany. And we like, look, I'm calling him. He not answering the phone, answering the phone, answering the phone. We supposed, we supposed to go to Waffle House. Yeah. So I'm just like, searching. And we got the Sheridan. It's huge. My woman's intuition literally led me straight to this man. <laughs> over over a thousand people in the hotel, my intuition led me to this nigga who was waiting at the elevators with a young lady. And so I see him talking. I didn't want to interrupt. I wanted to see everything play out. So I could know. I ish. I sat back, literally, I watched him entertain this young lady. And then I seen him reach over and give her a kiss on the cheek. I got my Oak Cliff ass up. I grabbed him and I said to her, he got a bitch. <laughs> I grabbed his arm. We walked through the Sheridan lobby. And I'm going off. I'm like, how, how the fuck could you do that? And he was like, drunk. You tripping, you tripping, you tripping, you tripping. The police was like, ma'am, is everything okay? I'm the aggressor. But I was like, ah, oh, no, we good. I pushed this nigga into a corner, and I went slap off on this man. And he was, like, making it seem like I was tripping. You tripping? It wasn't nothing. It was just a kiss on the cheek. No, sir, no, sir. I said, I started taking my my stole, my little, my jacket off. I said, right now, take your shit off. Screw up. Screw up. Because now I got to fight you. Let's fight. Shut the fuck up. I slapped him in his face. You got physical? I did. I did. I did. Because... I'm not advocating for violence, but in that moment, he was playing with my top. <clears throat> like You're talking like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kids taught me. He was playing with my top. I was like, I couldn't find you. We came here together, and I found you with some bitch. Entertaining another bitch. And I got this gown on, and you're going to tell me that I'm tripping? Nah, nigga, since you so big and bad, fight me. So I beat your ass in all in all these hotels. Oh my gosh! Shit. But you know, we broke up that night, so you never double back. I mean, I fucked him not the next night. Oh my gosh! We come back to what we said. You Years, the tacos. months later, fix the tacos. I mean, players fuck up, but I was very angry. I was big girl angry. I'm setting the stage. I'm killing you because I'm, people make mistakes. It seeps through the entertainment. Art imitates life. Unfortunate, <laughs> insecure. Yeah, it was uh, um, thankfully insecure. Like took us on the entire path. You know, we would just see this shit two hours and then just be like, "Oh, no end." Oh, yeah. they just got back together. But what the nigga doing for work now? You know, it, that, like financially, how he making his money? You know what I'm saying? Like, is he still like he moved in with her? But you know how the bill set up is. You know what part. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, is he adding or subtracting? Just dividing, probably. We ain't get no finality in it. You know what I'm saying? So before we get out of here, I got a question. Yes. What are you drinking to this week? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. A couple things. First thing I'm drinking to is, you know, the passive-aggressive friend slash coworker that I talked about last week. Mm -hmm. We had our conversation literally today, and it was a very good conversation. Um, we talked candidly about how the other person made the other person feel and what we'll do next time to avoid this passive aggression. So I'm very happy about that. Um, I'm also drinking to, I did do one last hoorah weeks ago 
with the situation. Now, he is not back in my life. You tied a bow? You said what? You put a bow on it? Yeah, it's a bow on it. It's done, you know? So I'm proud of that. Lord, Lord. Um, And what else? Oh, I picked a theme for the Southern Classic. I'm not saying what it is. Yeah, I'm not going to announce it, but the Southern Classic is September 23rd. And I won't tell you the theme until I'm ready. Anticipation is yeah, here. Yeah, that, that. What about you? I'm drinking to uh, really one thing, you know what I'm saying? I love black energy when it seeps through, you know, white environments. Okay. Uh, Shout out to Fisk Women's Gymnastics Team. Yes. Fisk University. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, burr, burr. They competed this week in the first Division One Open Championships uh, at University of Georgia. Yeah. You know, the SEC is known as a powerhouse in gymnastics. And um, really, uh, really one of the biggest shout outs is they had one of the um, they had one of the all around winners. And so I want to just say, like, shout out to her, you know, being able to navigate in that environment. And it was so many black people that like, you know, gymnastics ain't never been. Our thing. I know. So just imagine like seventy black people just pulling up with banners and shit. Like I was that. at I was out to eat and it was on the TV and we was like cheering on the black people. And like I mean, you know, we do that shit like whether it be tennis. Yeah. I shout out to Coco. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Naomi. Uh, about congratulations. To have a baby. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The light skin, new light skin baby, and coming yes. into the world. Amen. And um, but nah, on some real shit. Uh, I just enjoyed see being able to see us in that in that arena a place that black girls can like now you know look look towards you know i didn't realize with that many black girls in gymnastics so i went down my deep dive and it's a lot of like black clubs that are just going to every stop they're at yeah. and they're just taking pictures with all the girls and uh taking pictures and like <clears throat> and just networking with all of like the, the hbcu grads and everything they come no matter if they went to fisk or not yeah i don't know why i just like them having that, that cheer section at every stop you know, this I season. So if y'all have some time, you know, just pay attention to, you know, the Fisk uh, University gymna- women's gymnastics team. They're the first HBCU to ever field the gymnastics That's team. That's very so. special. Shout out. And then, you know, another, the last thing is in my 30s. Oh, yeah, go. You know, um, in my 30s, I've realized that I can prioritize me. Hmm. Plain and simple, you know, I, I see now, you know, placing me first is healthy for everybody that loves me. Amen. You know, because that allows me to be the best me. That allows me to be the most measured me. And I can be the best person for everyone that I love. Um, finding yourself and finding your peace and taking your time for your solace is important. Being able to embark on whatever your your, your simple pleasures are taking time to explore those. You know, everybody is not fortunate enough to find their purpose, but at least take the time to seek it. Yeah. So, you know, in my 30s, I've realized I could just take the time for me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I could be selfish for my time without being, you know, absent for those I, my loved ones. You can do both. What you drinking to? I like that. Um. So in my 30s, I, in my 30s, I've realized that, I'm watching my parents get older, and it makes me a little sad. Why is that? It just, I don't want to lose my parents. I, I, You know, and I'm sure everybody else knows the 
the closeness that the Chandlers have. Um, and I've just had my parents. They've always been there. You know what I'm saying? I've never had my mom and my dad really go anywhere. My mom went to Italy for three years, you know, but they've always been the most constant thing in my life. And, you know, seeing them get older, you know, whether it's like them forgetting something, it's like, oh, my God, is this early onset you know what I'm saying, dementia or something, or is it just forgetting? Mm-hmm. Um, me and my mom were having a conversation this weekend, and she was t- talking to me about property management and the house and insurance on the house, ha- like just l- things that I would, in my mind, and I have anxiety, but in my mind I went to, damn, if y'all were to ever leave the face of this earth, I literally have to step up and take on these responsibilities. What does life look like at that point? You asking or you just saying? No, like you thinking, you thinking exactly, yourself, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> and then if I have a question about grown-up stuff, they're who I go to. Yeah. My, I don't know anybody else that's that old, older or whatever. So it's like I go to them because they've done it a lot. Right. Um, And they're my parents, so they are wanting to teach me anyway. Right. And so the mere thought of... um losing recipes, losing, you know what I'm saying, familial structure, losing their presence, it makes me really sad. Well, knowing that, do a better time. Just make sure you capture those moments. Take full advantage. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's why I want them on the podcast. I want them on the podcast so I can have them recorded. Yeah. I can always have that. We really have to make that happen. We will. They're dying to get on here. Please, let's make that happen. I have so many questions. That has to be like a two-hour episode. I just, you know, I don't like forcing people to listen to things for two hours. What I'm saying is, I want to make sure I give them time to converse. You know yeah. what I'm saying and get that and get their story out. But yeah. I, I really just enjoy being able to come out here and just continuously just build with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I know you had a parting shot. You know, um, for you know therapists or any therapist seekers. Yeah. You know. Um, I'll talk about it. So basically, there's this cool concept that my former therapist, she has a um, a practice called Nourish mm-hmm. Wellness, N-R-S-H. Um, and basically, they're having an event next, well, it'll be this week when y'all hear it. So uh-huh. this week at Spatch Kitchen and Cocktails. And it's essentially a mixer for therapists and therapist seekers. And I thought that was fucking brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like... Oh, I'm leaving with a therapist necessarily, but it's like putting the putting those two groups in the same room mm-hmm. and allowing them to navigate their space together um, is like the ultimate networking. I'll be there. I hope that whoever's listening, it's not just for women. And what is the information? Um... All I know, I have to pull it up. I'll post it, but I know it's next week. You can buy tickets and tickets like 15 but or yeah. $10. And 15 for two people. Okay. And so you go there if you're a therapist and you want to, you know, meet potential new clients or um, or whatever. But I'm just, I, I thought that it was a really cool, um, a really cool concept. And it is on Tuesday. It's tonight. Right? <coughs> yeah, it's tonight. That when you're hearing this, it will be going, it will be tonight at what, 6? Uh-huh. 6 p.m. Yeah, y'all should go. I'll so be there. So that'll be January 24th. Yep. Make sure you pull up. Absolutely. With an open mind. Yeah. And you be willing to network. Yeah, namaste. It was good to be here, Sid. I know. Cheers to that. I feel like it was a very measured episode because, you know. You finna cry? There's a lot going on in the goddamn culture right now. You yeah. Know, breakups and makeups. Yeah. But we're, we can be that. 
funny bright spot in the you midst know, I, of all I don't that. Want to be a, I don't want this to be a toxic podcast space. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully y'all don't either. Yeah, you know I think saying? we're doing a good job. So I'm going to just make sure that uh, I continue being able to be as, as as bright to the world as possible. Amen. Let my light shine. Cheers. Let's oh. drink to that. Yay. Sydney. Yeah. It's your boy Antoine the Source. It's Stephanie. I don't know why I just felt like saying that uh, I love y'all. Aw, cheers. Let's drink to that.